of Acts chapter number three. We're going to start at verse number one. If you don't have your Bibles, it's here up on the screen. You can follow me there. The Bible says, now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, beginning the ninth hour. And a certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful. He was there to ask of alms of them that entered into the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, begin to ask them for alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive some alms from them, something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. And he said, after that, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple. Notice he didn't go back home. He went into the house of the Lord. He went into the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. The Bible says in verse number 9, and all the people saw him walking and praising God. I want to speak just for a few moments on this simple subject, which is interruptible. Interruptible. I think it's very important for us to understand that many people that are successes in our life, whatever you deem to be successful, but there are a lot of people that are successful in our life and they are successful because they stay interruptible. They allow themselves to be interrupted to move on to the next thing that God is taking them to and not holding themselves back. So we need to be interruptible people. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the sweet spirit that is in this place. I pray, oh God, that you will move in this house as only you can. Lord, this is your church. These are your people. We are your sheep and I am your vessel. So help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name that we pray, everybody say amen. If you're ready to receive this word, come on, clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. If we're going to learn today about interruptible, we must first, I believe, as it is appropriate, to define interruptible. We need to define it. We need to know what it is. And by definition, the word interruptible is just simply to stop or hinder by breaking in. To stop or hinder by breaking in or to break through the uniformity or to break the continuity of. So that is what interruptible by definition is. To break the uniformity or the continuity of. I just love, don't you just love when people say, uh, now forgive me, I don't mean to interrupt. Forgive me, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but, and then they interrupt you. So, you know, it's like someone saying, forgive me, I don't mean to be rude, but, and then they're rude. I, I would rather someone just say what they need to say and then afterwards say, you know what, forgive me, that probably came out rude. Or just go ahead and interrupt us and then say, you know what, forgive me, I, I, I probably interrupted you there and I shouldn't have. But too many people oftentimes just say, you know, I don't mean to be, but then they do it. As soon as someone says those words to me, I, I, I'm already checked out. I, I'm already bracing myself to say, well, you're about to be rude. 
I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I've already taken it the wrong way. You haven't even said what you're going to say. Because my mind is already there. I'm already thinking, okay, what's about to come out of your mouth now? And so we, 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 we have this concept of this, and, and we need more people in this church to be interruptible. Now, I'm not talking about more people in the church to be rude. I, I'm talking about people in this church that you will stop everything that you're doing to pray for somebody else. I'm talking about people that will stop in their tracks because you hear the voice of the Lord saying, I need you to go over there to minister to that person. We need more people in the church to be interruptible, not just inside the four walls, but outside the four walls as well. That no matter what you're doing in that moment when God begins to minister to you, I wonder if I had three or four witnesses in here that you was laying in your bed just nice and comfortable, but something was moving upon you and you just couldn't sleep because the Spirit of God was interrupting you at night and something pushed you out of the bed. It wasn't the refrigerator. It wasn't the bathroom. No, it was the Spirit of God moving upon you to say, I need you to pray for somebody else because there's going through a storm in her life and I need you to intercede for them I wonder do I have any intercessory prayer warriors in here where God has ever moved upon your heart not for yourself but for somebody else where you crawled out of your bed crawled out of your comfort zone and begin to fall on your knees and say Lord I don't know what's going on with my pastor but you laid him on my heart right now and God whatever's going on in his life I need you to come by and touch him right now I wonder if we're in an apostolic church that doesn't mind being interrupted by the moving of the Holy Ghost that you would right now clap your hands and begin to lift up the name of Jesus because we need a move of God uh -huh. because if we're going to be spirit filled people if we're going to be a spirit led people then this needs to be an interruptible church you know, we had an interruptible moment just a few moments ago. I believe we were singing the song, This Is How I Fight My Battles. And we were beginning to sing that song, and I felt the Spirit of God begin to move in this place. And there was a spirit, a moment there of interruption. Mm -hmm. There was a moment there of interruption, and it needs to be normal in a church that is spirit-filled and spirit-led. Now, I may be in the wrong church. If so, then I need to go find somewhere else to go. But I believe I'm surrounded by people that are spirit-filled and spirit-led. And if we're going to be led by the Spirit, then my friend, we cannot be led by protocol, but we must be led by the Spirit. Because if we're led by protocol, then we might as well just go home and just sit around and watch TV, maybe VeggieTales. But if we're going to be led by the Spirit, then we must be led by the Holy Spirit of God that tells me when it's time to move, I've got to move. When I want to clap, I'm going to clap. When I want to shout hallelujah, I'm going to shout hallelujah. And I'm not going to mind. you got to excuse me in my row because every once in a while, I'm going to interrupt some things because you may not be going through what I'm going through. But that's... Woo! Hallelujah, hallelujah. But the things that I'm dealing with, I need God to interrupt my testimony. I need God to interrupt my life. See, I, I am grateful for all of the people, all of the workers, all of the volunteers, all of our church staff. You have no idea how much time and effort they put into all the things that happen in this church. I, I'm telling you, they put in so many late hours. They're here longer than they should be. Oftentimes, they're coming in earlier than I want them to sometimes, but they want to make sure things are organized, things are structured, things are the way they should be. You just think, you, you, you may think 
that you walk in here and things just operate and flow and just happen. No, it just, it does not work that way. There are people that spend hours upon hours of time when you don't even realize they're here and making sure things are right and clean and organized. Some of us just get to enjoy the benefits of these things. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and I thank the Lord for that. But nothing should override the moving of God's spirit. We, we can put together the perfect program, but when God says it's time to interrupt, we have to be willing to be interrupted by the moving of the spirit because there are protocols that we can put in place. But when God says go, I've got to go. When God says move, I've got to move because God can do something in a moment that we've been taking years to try to figure out. Has God ever interrupted your life and came and interrupted your home and caused things to be changed? Hallelujah. There are things that I have prayed for and prayed for for a very long time. And then in just one moment, whether it's in my home, whether it's in the neighborhood or whether it's in the house of the Lord, where God would get a hold of my spirit and something would change, a mindset change, a heart change. Am I the only one here? I, I, I'm telling you, see, programs can't do that. Protocol can't do that. Uh -huh. And if we, come a, if we become a prototypical church where you can pretty much time us. Okay, it's about 1020. This is going on. All right, it's about 10. Okay. Okay, pastor got the microphone. Okay, let's see. He preaches about. I should be able to be home by. Now, you need to understand this. I am one that loves structure. I, I, I love structure. I, I, I absolutely love it. I love having an idea of what's going to be taking place, how it's going to take place, because you have to have structure. If you don't have structure, you got chaos. Right? You, you have chaos, and then now everybody's like, I, have, I don't know what's going on in that place. <laughs> they need structure. Right? And so you, you have to have some structure. You have to have boundaries that you set so people have an idea of what's taking place. But we can't be a church that becomes so uninterruptible that even when God is like, hey, I know you guys have your structure, but can I get in? I, I wanted to come in right there when y'all was talking about fighting your battles because I was ready to fight somebody's battle, but y'all left me out of the structure. I was trying to get in and move. Y'all was singing about something that only I can do. Y'all was singing about me. Now let me in the situation because when we begin to sing about the Lord, we got to sing with understanding, knowing that he is able to fight every battle in our life. So if you believe that God is able to to do it, then we ought to release ourselves unto the Lord. Because there's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can't do. And, and so it's, it's important. Uh, one of my favorite books of the Bible is uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It's one of my favorite chapters of the Bible because it's a chapter full of four-word sentences or shorter. It's just four words or less. Those are my favorite books. See, Jack, run. Run, Jack, run. Jack ran fast. 
Those my, my favorite books. I, I get to those very quickly. I love it. First Thessalonians. If, if you don't like to read a lot, read First Thessalonians chapter 5. You're going to say, this is why pastor loves this book. Okay? Look, look at verse number 16. Look what it says. Rejoice evermore. Look at verse number 17. Pray without ceasing. Look at verse number 20. Verse number 20. Despise not prophesying. That's it. Look at verse number 25. Go to 25. Brethren, pray for us. See Jack run. <laughs> it's one of my favorite chapters. I'm like, man, I can get through this. I love reading the Bible. Praise God. It's, I, can, I can read this. I can understand this. This is very easy. But let's, let's, let's go to verse number 19, though. Quench not the spirit. Oftentimes, we use this verse here in the church. I want you to understand something. This verse applies to everything in your life. If we want to be interruptible people, we can't quench the spirit no matter where we are. It's not just here in the church service and all of a sudden we're like, oh, stop, we've got to move on. We've got to get to the next thing. No, no, no. This is you at the grocery store, you at your home, you on your job, no matter where you are. When God says you've got to move, honey, you've got to make a decision and move. When God says, hey, I need you to pray or this is taking place, you just got to make that decision and do it. It's not time to try to figure out what God is up to. No, you just know he's doing something that you don't even realize he's doing. Why? Because it's taking place in the spirit. Anybody ever had a situation happen in your life or you were praying for someone else when you was going through something in your life and didn't realize it to maybe weeks, months, maybe even years later that someone was praying for you in that exact moment when you needed them the most? It's because that person didn't quench the spirit. Look at all these examples here and found in Luke chapter number 18, starting at verse number 18. All these examples of people not being willing to be interruptible. The Bible says, and a certain ruler asked him saying, good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said unto him, well, why are you calling me good? There's none good save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. You know, don't commit adultery. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't bear false witness. Don't be lying on your neighbors and one another. Honor thy father and mother. He said, oh, I've done all these things since I was a kid. Now, when Jesus heard this, he said unto him, well, there's still one thing that you're lacking. I want you to go sell everything you have, and I want you to give it to the poor. You're going to have treasure in heaven, and then I want you to come follow me. The man, the Bible says, when that boy heard this, he says, oh, no, I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if you can interrupt my comfortableness. I, I, I don't know about that. See, I've been a good young man. I've done all these things since I was a boy, but there's certain things I don't want you to interrupt that God. See, some of us can only be interrupted to a certain point. You can interrupt all this, but don't, don't, don't touch my money. Don't do this. Don't, oh, I've done all, since I was a kid, I've done those things. Jesus said, well, there's one more thing that you're lacking. You've got something that you love more than me. I need you to go sell what you love more than me. Give it to the poor. Follow me. I'll give you all kind of treasures in heaven. The Bible says that he went away. Upset, sorrowful. Because he knew, I can't give up that. You can't interrupt that. 
The Bible says in Luke chapter number 9, starting at verse number 57, and it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee wherever you go. Jesus said, okay, let's see how much you're willing to be interrupted. He said, well, foxes have holes. Birds, have air, birds of the air have nests. But me, I have nowhere to lay my head. Are you willing to give up your comfortable home, your comfortable bed, your comfortable lifestyle to follow me? Are you willing to be interrupted that way? So the Bible goes on to say where he, he, he says here in verse number 59, and he said to another one, hey, follow me. But he said, hey, Lord, I want to follow you, but suffer me first to go bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead. I need you to go preach the kingdom of God. Ooh. Now, many people look at this and say, man, Jesus, you wouldn't even let the young man go bury his own father? Well, after research and studying this example, the father was not dead. You need to understand if you dig into the history of this story and study it out, the father was not dead. We need to understand something. If we were to go back to the Old Testament, if we remember Jacob, when he called his 12 sons before he died, he gave each one of his sons an inheritance. See, we must understand the reason why he was wanting to go back and bury his father, be with him, wasn't that he was dead and he just wanted to have a funeral service. No, he was wanting to go back because he had an inheritance waiting on him. There was something that was for him that he says, hey, let me go back and make sure my family's taken care of. But see, the Lord knew his heart better than he knew his heart. And sometimes if we go back to our loved ones and family members, they can keep us bound. And whatever he received could have caused him to not be interruptible anymore. So look what the Bible says here in verse number 61. He says, and another one said, Lord, I will follow you. But first, let me go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. Let me go say bye to my family. Bible says, and Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. If you're going to be with me, you've got to leave everything else behind and follow after me. Trust me, God will take care of your family. Has anyone in here had the testimony that when you gave your life to Jesus Christ, God took care of your family? He's able to do that and see the Lord knows us. We have to learn how to be interruptible. We cannot put anything or anyone before our life with Jesus Christ. And there's someone here today that needs to allow the Lord to interrupt you. That just needs to get a hold of your heart and allow yourself to be interrupted. You may have came in here with one purpose, one reason. You may have been dragged here by somebody else. But I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is here. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is absolute liberty. And I'm telling you that God wants to liberate someone in this house today, but but you have to allow yourself to be interruptible. You cannot think about tomorrow, next week, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, or a wife. But you got to say, Lord, right now I'm in your house and I'm amongst your people in your presence. And you have to allow yourself to be interruptible. Because if you don't let God interrupt you, you'll walk right by the will of God. And that is what took place when these men and women of God, especially speaking here, these men of God, Peter and John who was going to the church 
to pray at the hour of prayer and no doubt they're probably praying Lord have your way Lord on their way to the temple you can just use your imagination Lord I want you to move in this place I want you to move in this house I want you to move in such a way that your power is glorified your power is revealed we need a moving of God's spirit how many of us come to church with that mindset Lord we need a moving of your spirit I need you to move in this house I need you to move upon my family well if they would have kept that mindset and ignored the person that God had waiting for them they would have walked right by the will of God they would have walked right by what they were praying for I want you to think about that here now because the Bible says they were going into the temple now this temple was located in Jerusalem so no doubt Jesus and his disciples and many followers walked right by this lame man every single time they went into the temple because the Bible says he was laid there daily so he was put there every single day this just wasn't some random day that he was placed there he was placed there every single day so Jesus walked right by him every single day. The disciples walked right by him. But on this particular day, there was an interruption. On this particular day, while Peter and John and everybody else that was walking into the temple, something got a hold of Peter and John to where they said, you know what? I feel the spirit of God moving upon me to interrupt my prayer meeting. Mm -hmm. You know, some of us can be the rudest coming to church. All right, I'll stick back to my story. Don't bother me. I'm going to church. Don't bother me. I, I'm getting ready to go pray. <laughs> when we have to learn how to be interrupted by the spirit, because it was in that moment when they decided to allow themselves to be interrupted that Peter said, hey, I don't have silver and gold. I don't have money, but what I have, I'm going to give unto you. And then he put his faith into action, took him by the right hand, lifted him up. The Bible says that that man's feet and ankle bones received strength. He leaped up, began to walk, walked into the house of the Lord and began to praise the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, we have to learn how to be interrupted, church. We have to be a people that are willing to be interruptible. I wonder right now if somebody in here would allow the Holy Ghost to move upon you right now and allow a spirit of interruption to come upon you. Because if you allow a spirit of interruption to come upon you, it's no telling what miracle God will do. And because they allowed themselves to be interrupted, the Bible says that everyone saw it. The scripture says everyone saw what had happened to this man and see my brother when you allow yourself to be interruptible now you have a testimony that you can give unto the Lord because if you go over to the next chapter in chapter number four they begin to question Peter and John say by what power by what name how are you able to do this who's giving you the authority to do something like this how are you able to do this you are just simple men how are you able to do this that's when they were able to testify and say it was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know, the one that you crucified, but he's no longer dead. He has risen from the grave. And the Bible says that he has all power in heaven and earth. It's through that man. That's how we're able to do it. It's not because of us. We're nothing great. We're nothing good. But through him, we're able to do all things. And that's why we speak the name of Jesus. And so we have to allow ourselves to be interruptible. You don't allow yourself to be interruptible. You will miss out on things in the natural and you definitely miss out on things in the spirit. There are job opportunities that many people have wished they took, but they didn't allow themselves to be interruptible. 
There are doors that have been open for people, but because they didn't want to interrupt their current situation and lifestyle, they decided to not walk through it. But then there are those that said, you know what? I'm going to interrupt my current lifestyle. I'm going to walk through that door and God has blessed them in a greater manner. Because there's some sacrifices that are very hard to make. It's, it's, it's not easy. But we had to allow ourselves to be interruptible. My wife and I were in Columbus, Ohio. We were, do, we were doing well. We were doing fine. Good occupations, good income. We were doing fine. Loved the church, everything. But we had to allow ourselves to be interruptible. Because if we never would have been interruptible, we never would have been the senior pastors of this church. We never would have came to Lafayette if we wouldn't allowed ourselves to be interruptible. And many of us have to learn how to allow God to interrupt us no matter where we are. We allow other things to interrupt us. Why not allow God to interrupt us? We allow other things to come up. But when God speaks, we have to be able to not quench the spirit and allow his spirit to move. Now, can I talk to this church now? I'm telling you, going forward from here on out, I want you to come with a mindset to be interrupted in the spirit. I want you to come with a focus saying, I don't care if church just started. I don't care if we're in the middle of a song service. I don't care if we're in the middle of his preaching. If you feel God moving upon your heart saying, it's time for me to change. It's time for me to lift my hands. It's time for me to clap my hands. It's time for me to surrender my heart to the Lord. You allow yourself to be interrupted you don't care about who's in your role you don't care about who's looking at you because the enemy will do everything he can to try and intimidate you to tell you you better sit down and not move what are people going to think about you what are other people going to say about you who cares about what somebody else is going to say I didn't come here to show myself off for anybody else I didn't get dressed to show myself off for anybody else but I came here to lift up the name of Jesus Christ and we we must learn to be interruptible. I wonder for just two minutes if we will allow ourselves right now, whether you stand to your feet, whether you stay seated, but you allow yourself to be interrupted by the Holy Spirit.